everyone, welcome to another episode of Abeg Who Sent Me. Abeg Who Sent Me is a podcast for entrepreneurs and wannabe entrepreneurs. Is What we basically do here is to talk about different things that affect businesses and business owners. Today we have a very lovely person in the building, if you can say that. She is a Nigerian lawyer turned communication professional based in Minnesota, USA. She has practiced as a communication professional for 10 years and is passionate about helping small businesses communicate effectively with their internal and external stakeholders. Today we have Nene Folorusha in the building. Hello, hey. sister. <laughs> I'm dancing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yes, it's, it's really good to have you today. So, hmm, communication, yeah? Yes. <laughs> you, you really have to help us because uh, I'll speak for myself and I'm sure I'm speaking for a good number of business owners. Yeah, we, we understand the effect of writing proper emails and all of that, but in the whole um, scope of it, we really do not, I don't think that we put at the forefront of our minds the effect of using communication to build the reputation of our business. So can you please start from you know the, the basic <laughs> level of how we can start to use communication to build our business reputation. Okay. Um, so hi everyone. Um, I'm super excited to be on here um, and I love this podcast. Um, one of the things that I have noticed over time is that, like you said, we are not really intentional about how we use communications to grow our business. Yeah, and good. communication can be very, very instrumental to the success or the failure of your business. Um, and one of those things that really help your business is your reputation because um, your reputation, if you build a solid reputation, your reputation can help you fight battles. Um, being a business owner is no easy feat. It's, it's not easy at all, especially in the Nigerian terrain. It can be very rough. So it's very important that you have a solid reputation to help you withstand different things that may be thrown at you. So it could be a crisis, it could just be issues in general. Um, but if you have a solid reputation, it's going to help you withstand the storm, um, if I should put it that way. Um, so I always just advise that people are intentional about how they communicate um, online and offline. Um, and I'm going to start with online because a lot of businesses now are even just solely on social media right so online um be transparent transparency is one of the ways you can build your reputation be transparent in your communication if you're selling shirts for instance you're selling tops you're selling trousers don't tell us to dm you for the price put it out there this shirt is five thousand naira you're being transparent by doing that. Uh, okay, so what's sorry to go. So yeah, I, I actually do have issues with. I want to buy something. I just want to know the price. But mm-hmm. but if I see a price that I feel that is more than um, the value of the product, immediately mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking at maybe the business owners are feeling people would uh, 
walk away or people can start mm-hmm. to say like uh-uh for just this small shoe we want to collect this so I, I, i'm speaking from the uh yes name. so that's i think that's why people do that but why do you yes. think it hampers um transparency what it, do you think so, it projects so so that it projects so people will start having different assumptions the truth is if you sell a top for five thousand um, and somebody else is selling for three thousand. You have your own customer base. If you somebody cannot buy your shirt for five thousand, that person is not for your brand. Okay. Um, so why a lot of people hesitate when they see DM for price is we feel like you're scrutinizing us. I live in the US, and if I see some, I've had situations where I see DM for price. I DM the person for the price. The person will tell me that the shirt is ten thousand. My friend that is in Lagos will DM that person for the price and they'll tell the person that it's 5,000. Another person that is in Portacot will DM them for the price, will say it's 3,000. So it's by location. <laughs> yes. So they'll probably just go to your Instagram feed, just scrutinize, you say, ah, this one they are abroad. And then they will be, um, they will bill you basically. So most of the time people feel like that's what some business owners do when they say DM for price. So it's better you just put it up front and say, this is the price. If people won't buy whether you tell them to dm or not they will not buy you know so um that's one of the ways that you you can be transparent okay um then let let me just um uh ask if i'm correct in in Mm -hmm. this um in this statement that i've inferred from what you said is Mm -hmm. that for you to be transparent you must leave little or no room for assumptions yes is that correct okay yes don't 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 give people the chance to start telling your story right Aww. you know that you know that even if you're being honest about dm for price your people don't know that people don't know even if you tell everybody that it's five thousand and you're honest people will not know that so don't give people the chance to tell your story if you want to tell your story of honesty then putting out that price out there is how you can tell that story of honesty if your prices are subject to change with like inflation and everything going on you can put your price and say this is subject to change mm-hmm. you know so that when you say oh it's no longer five thousand people will not think you're crazy they know that you've already said it that it's subject to change but be the one telling your story so people don't start making those assumptions okay yeah so so that that's one of the ways you can build your reputation online another thing you can do is just interacting with your audience making sure that you have conversations with them um asking them what they need asking them how they need it how do they need you to provide that service asking for feedback um and when they give you the feedback if you can implement that feedback and then show them that you implemented the feedback they need to know that what they said, let's say you're making cream or lotion, for instance, and people are saying, oh, your cream is too thick, it's too thick. And there's a way, and you want to lighten it because you find that there's a way you can actually lighten it without losing quality. If you lighten it, let them know I've lightened it. This is what you asked me to do and I've done it. And I hope you prefer it. When we take feedback, and implement it is, is it necessary that you go back to people and say okay we've done this 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 because most times feedback will come through different channels mm-hmm. and all of that so is it is it important or necessary for you to go back to say okay we've done one two three four five six seven what yeah absolutely absolutely you need to let them know um 
how how their feedback how you've incorporated it and how you've implemented it and why you're doing this is because when you do that your customers or your audience begin to feel like they have a stake in your business they begin to feel like they have a say and when people feel some sort of ownership to something they take it more personal if that makes any sense um, yeah, so yeah so coming back to them and telling them that you asked for this we did this that person tomorrow is going to tell it's easier for them to start spreading word about your business because it's like oh this lady really listened you know we told her that this cream was too thick and she actually did something i was one of the people that even talked about itself and she listened that ownership that feeling of i said something to a business and they actually listened has improved your reputation in the eyes of that person and to the person they are talking to so yes it's very important that you you let them know that you implemented their feedback okay um thank you for that Bef- before we move too far you, mm-hmm. you you said something that i found very interesting and, and i agree with um which is you said tell your story mm-hmm. don't allow other people tell your story mm-hmm. it's very very correct i think that's part of the challenges africa is facing we don't tell our story so yes we allow different people to tell our story and of mm-hmm. course they will, they will tell it the way they know best to tell it yes Yes. So how does a business start to tell their own story? Okay. Um, so uh, it's um, knowing, first of all, knowing your core values as an organization mm. and projecting those core values through how you communicate with your audience. Um, so like I mentioned, if your core value is honesty, make sure that you communicate honestly with your audience. Um, if you're very big on integrity, for instance, make sure that you keep your word. If you say that we're doing a 50% discount, don't come tomorrow and say, oh, it's 40% discount now, you know, but try and keep your word. So making sure that your core values reflect in how you communicate helps tell your story. Um, and like I mentioned before, pulling your audience into that conversation, um, so that while you're telling your story, they're understanding your story. Um, showing them behind the scenes, showing them how your product is made, being transparent. If you if you're making, and I always go back because organic product is a thing now. <laughs> but I always go back to that. But if you're doing products, for instance, listing out your products and saying this is what it is um, that we're using, right? But those are ways you tell your story, um, showing people that we're not really hiding anything from you. This is what it is. This is how we're doing this business helps tell your story in a positive light and then when you're able to tell your story honestly transparently it helps build your reputation and then at the end of the day you notice that you start having customers that start getting loyal to your brand and when they are loyal those people become advocates and later down in this conversation i will explain to you why you need your customers to become advocates for you but basically just telling your story in those ways um getting your customers to do reviews is a way to to tell your story if someone buys something from you you know that they were impressed you reach out to them and say oh i see that you really like this product can you please write a review um, that we can post and share that review with your audience you've told your story so you can use all this to to share your story showing how you communicate with your employees and how you relate with them showing your work culture um showing 
office parties or your small business parties with your employees, how you appreciate them. All those are ways to tell your story and build your reputation. Thank you very much, Nene. So th does that mean that people like to see the faces behind the brand that they are that they are patronizing? Because if you're oh. showing TGIFs and you know parties and mm. all of that. Yes. Yes, I love that you, you mentioned that. Yes. You need to humanize your brand. People want to people like to do business with people. People want to do business with people. Um, and that's just saying that people care more about the face. They want to be able to put a face to the name. They want to know that if I'm talking to XYZ organization, I'm actually talking to Abbott I'm actually talking to Frank. That humanizes your brand because they've seen Frank's face on your Instagram. And even if they know it's not actually Frank they're talking to, they have Frank's picture in their head and that has humanized your brand um so yes putting the faces out there making it feel more human showing sometimes even showing that oh we did this product and it failed so we're not putting this product out there but this is how what failure looks like when we try to make these products for you making them know that we make mistakes but we don't put those mistakes out there because we want the best for you right but just making sure that you humanize it to that point yes that takes a lot of guts man <laughs> yeah it takes a lot of guts but just showing that like i saw this food blogger recently where she did a recipe it failed she shot the video of the recipe she showed that the video the recipe failed and she said this is a failed recipe um but of course, I would never, I would never share that recipe with you because it feels. But I just wanted to show you that I also mess up when it comes to making recipes. And when I saw the comments, I, f I was amazed at the comments. Like people were like, "Ah, it feels good to know that even a professional chef can make mistakes." Mm. You know. And then her next post, I paid attention to her post. Her next post did very well because people just realized she is just human like me. She's very real. She's not, yeah. she's not doing it for the grams. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, so trying to make sure that you humanize your brand will help to, to build your reputation. It takes guts, like you said. It's not easy. And if you're not comfortable, like this mistake part, doing that, then don't do it. Um, but if you are comfortable, it's one of the ways that you can actually tell your story from a very authentic um, point of view. Wow. Thank you very much, El. Nene, it, it's, it's, it has been a quite um, interesting conversation. Now, going back to business, uh, we started from mm -hmm. using communication to, to build the reputation of your business. And then you said number one is transparency. So what would number two mm -hmm. be? Um, huh, that, <laughs> okay, another thing is, besides transparency, it's, um, okay, I've mentioned honesty. I've mm -hmm. men also mentioned building relationships through conversations. So when you have those conversations with your audience, you are um, building a relationship with them. And when you build that relationship with them, um, some of them, not everyone, but some of them will become loyal to you. Um, and it means when they get to the point where they are loyal, it means that if your price is 5,000, you see someone else that is 4,000, they will stay with you. 
even if you're 5,000, those are loyal, loyal customers. And they're staying with you because they've done business with you. They know that you will not fail. And even if you fail, you own up to your responsibilities. They know that they have a say in your business. They know you take their feedback. They know you care genuinely for them. So they become loyal, right? And those people, when they are loyal, now become advocates for your brand. So I will just dive into crisis communication just a little bit. Okay, okay. Before when you I... before you dive okay. into crisis, I wanted mm-hmm. to. Uh, I don't know if you followed what happened on of recent uh, the horrible bosses thing that was on on Twitter, the Nigerian Twitter. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, wow. It was it was it was very big. And um, the supposed person was very notorious and mm-hmm. all of that. And a few days later, we saw a very nice memo that was written, a communication document that was written. I'm like, who, who wrote this? Mm-hmm. So no matter how angry you are, mm-hmm. you would something you have to say. Eh, this person is repentant. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you get? And then the Will Smith, you know, saga that just happened recent. I saw the, yeah. the release he made and all of that. You know, it's yeah. just there was just something about how the document was crafted and how that crisis was sort of managed. So yes, yes I'm interested in um, understanding this because <laughs> it's only God who knows when something like that happens to to um, any business. Of course, it might not be that the boss is horrible or that they went mm-hmm. to slap somebody, but it could just be a case of maybe a staff not treating a customer right or something mm-hmm. Something could cause um, this crisis. So how do you use communication to um, to address this, this kind of issues? Okay. So, um, so like I was saying, when you build these advocates, right, when these customers become lawyers, they become advocates. When this crisis comes, you've already built a team. You built a community and you've had you have soldiers now on your side right so all this reputation that we've been talking about in this conversation it helps you build this loyal customers that turn to advocates that help you fight your fights when a crisis occurs and like i always say reputation is like a life raft um when the storm comes that reputation will help you through a crisis. It may not be all you need for your crisis, but it will help cushion the effects that a crisis will have on your brand. Um, that's why before that crisis occurs, you must be intentional about um, building a reputation, about building a team. So it depends on how big or how your organization is, but most of the time, um, you may just be an entrepreneur but it's important that in your head you're able to strategize what is the likely crisis that will occur in this business right i'm selling creams for instance what could be the bad thing that will happen that would cause issues for me and i noticed that when i talk to nigerians about crisis they're like ah it's not my portion and i'm like it's nobody's portion (laughs) but a crisis will happen what if somebody uses my cream and one as she reacts to one of the ingredients mm. or one of the the whatever that you use on yes. in the cream? Or eat your food and then uh-huh. starts to to whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So you have to start thinking, okay, if this happens, how will I respond? If this happens, what will I see? Will I will I let it come out as a rumor and address it? Or will I be the if this person comes like reaches out to me and say, Oh, your cream burns my skin, 
Will I be the first person to come out on social media and say it was reported that so so person said this um, and we are looking into this or do you want to wait for it to come out as a rumor and you address it, you know? So you have to start thinking about these strategies in your head, how you want to handle it. But if you have a team, it would be good that you have if you have, let's say, a lawyer, I know that a lot of small businesses cannot afford a lawyer, but if you have a lawyer, <laughs> or, or, okay, let's say you don't have a lawyer, because the truth is, the way lawyers communicate and the way communication professionals communicate are very different. And I'm saying that because I am a lawyer and I'm a communications professional. So we communicate differently. So even if you don't have a lawyer on your team, but you have a social media manager, for instance, somebody managing your social media, and yourself you can build your crisis communication team and say okay let's brainstorm these are all the things that can happen to us this is how we're going to respond this is when we're going to respond um and just have that plan prepared so that if tomorrow something happens you know that okay we have a plan on what we are going to say how we're going to say it what channels we're going to say it we're going to say it on twitter we're going to say it on instagram we're going to focus on those two we can talk about it on facebook later and because that's because your maybe your audience is on twitter and instagram so you'll now focus on those channels but just having that plan with your social media manager for instance to say this is how we're going to address this if a crisis occurs will be very very helpful um, to your business Okay, so Nene, just to be clear, mm-hmm. you're saying that in order to respond appropriately in time of crisis, you have mm-hmm. to prepare beforehand Yes. by preempting mm-hmm. what could go wrong. Go as, neg- go as negative as possible. As, <laughs> as you can, like yes. worst case scenario. Yes. And then have a document that um, states step by step how mm-hmm. you would respond. Um, yes. to this crisis on different mm-hmm. platforms yes and and it may not be so easy especially if you're an entrepreneur doing your business by yourself because as an entrepreneur you're your finance manager you are your 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 everything you know so you wear of cups. yeah so it may not be easy just creating a document but at least having that strategy in your head and just thinking about it and even if you just write something down it doesn't have to be anything elaborate just knowing that if this thing happens I'm going to I'm going to address it first. I'm going to get ahead of the story. Or um, if this thing happens, I'm going to contact this communications person that I know. So keeping that person on standby and knowing that okay, anytime this crisis a crisis occurs, you're going to be my person. You'll just know I will call you. You know. But just having that plan because the the truth is, the crisis is going to come. The issue is when. Yeah. In Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, that, that, that's almost like how, uh, don't let me do fallacy of AC generalization, but that's how a lot of people um, respond to life. It's always in yes. Jesus' name or in Allah's mm-hmm. name or in whosoever name that they call mm-hmm. that's yeah. not going to happen and then we don't prepare mm-hmm. for it. So, what, what is yeah. really the cost of not preparing for a crisis when Ooh. the crisis now eventually happens? <laughs> ha, I don't even know how to start. <laughs> Where do I start from? You, if you don't prepare, um, what's that saying that they say? He who fails to plan, plans to fail, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't prepare for a crisis, first of all, your reputation will be in the mud. It's going to be in the in the dustbin <laughs> because it's. It, 
it's people will just lose trust for your brand and trust is so important um, when people lose trust for your brand you're going to lose customers you're going to lose um money you're going to lose a lot so planning for that um planning for a crisis basically and just being ahead of it prevents you f your pre um, reputation from taking excessive blow you know your reputation will be affected like this thing that happened with will smith for instance his reputation has been greatly affected but he hasn't lost it all because he has built reputation over time you know so it's important that you prepare you build your reputation build a solid reputation so that when this crisis happens even if your reputation takes some sort of blow you know that you still have those loyal customers those advocates we talked about you know you still have them in your corner and then you can now start working towards rebuilding your reputation um but yes not preparing for a crisis will make you lose lose your name it will make you lose money it will make people lose trust in your brand and really why are we doing business with you if we don't trust you thank you thank you well said Nene. <laughs> i like the way you're breathing <laughs> <laughs> because nobody wants to think about the the negative part and then you know, the, the question in my head is um it's like an, a bank account where you do withdrawals Mm -hmm. So Will Smith, um, what he did was on every withdrawal from his uh, mm. emotional bank account, mm -hmm. and I'm like, um, is there a way that your reputation can be measured, you know, um, such that you know that okay, uh, we are at level one on a scale of ten, the same mm -hmm. we are at level five. Is there a way a small business or any any size of business? Okay, it's bigger. It's, it's easier for the bigger businesses. But is that where small businesses can really measure um, the level of the reputation to say, okay, we are not we are not very popular with, with our customers, so we are very popular with our customers. Oh yes, um, and, and what you described about the whole bank thing and withdrawing, so we call that reputational capital, and that basically is saying that you've stored up enough reputation. So like your your analogy was very good. So it's like a bank and you've put in reputation you put in enough reputational capital in there so when something happens to your organization it withdraws from that reputational capital it keeps withdrawing it keeps withdrawing so you are now in a position to keep refilling by rebuilding your reputation and you have to keep growing that reputational capital so i just love your analogy so i wanted to just explain that a bit um so yes, there are ways you can measure and it's by social listening. It's by listening um, mm. on social media, for instance, let's say you're online, you're okay. paying attention to tweets, you're paying attention to hashtags. How are people retelling your story? Are people reposting? Are people talking about you? Are people referring you? Um, if you have a store on Amazon, for instance, are people leaving reviews on there? Um, People you didn't even ask to leave reviews. Are they just randomly leaving reviews um, that benefit your organization because of how impressed they are? Um, so paying attention to all these mediums and just listening um, to what people are saying about you, doing surveys or taking polls and asking people, oh, what do you think about this? How do you think we are handling this? Do you like this policy? Do you like how we're doing this? You can also use that to measure. So you can use those um, 
quantitative approaches like surveys and all those kind of things to measure the numbers or you can do qualitative so you can do interviews you can do one-on-one -on -one discussions with people to be able to assess that and then also pay attention to social media um, what people are saying in your comments um, what your dms what people are saying to you about your brand of your, your reviews and all those things so those are some ways that you can measure and generally you'll be able to gauge the sentiment um, behind your brand and how people feel about it Okay, thank you very much, Nene, for that. So, how is that frequency that one should adopt in doing these measurements? Is it something that should be yearly or you know, biannually? Um, is there, is there I'll, time I'll, I'll say for things like surveys, if you can do it at least annually, um, and you can just have a list of of questions that you would typically ask for. If you can do that annually, that would be fine. But on social media, for instance, you can do that every so often um, when maybe you change something or when you change your policy or when you introduce something, um, just gauge, not just um, gauge what they think about it, like how do they feel about it, gauge the sentiment. Um, and you can do that every so often, every three months, every six months. But if you want to do an elaborate survey to get like in in depth details, then I'll say at least yearly. Okay, thank thank you very much, <laughs> Nene. It's amazing how time flies when you're talking to <laughs> professionals or you're learning new things mm. and all of that. So for a, a, a communication document or mm -hmm. a crisis document that you've crafted, mm -hmm. what makes it really good? Is it the the level of um, is it the kind of vocabularies that you use? Is it the the I'm looking for the words you explain? You know, when when an English word is very it's not familiar, like you just went to the dictionary to to pick up words and all of that. So is it is it in the grammar? Is it in the tonation? What makes that kind of document uh, the crisis Simpl document? Simplicity. Okay. Um, it, it does not have to hit you bus um, yeah. it, it can be it can be as simple and as basic but what it should have is it should have who is on your crisis communication team so if you have a team like I said if it's you and your social media manager it should state that when a crisis occurs the first people that would step ahead and handle this crisis will be you and your social media manager it should state who um, it should state um how you're going to handle it you're going to state that on social media we're going to first pay attention to facebook and twitter and then subsequently talk on instagram so you should state where you handle the crisis you should state state when so we have to address a crisis for example within 24 hours from when it happens your crisis communication plan should state that um, we are going to address it one week, which is a bad strategy. But let's say that's what you decide for some weird reason <laughs> that you address it after one week. But you should state in your document how the timeliness of when you're going to um, address that crisis. 
So just stating those basic things, stating that if this occurs, this is what we'll do. If this occurs, this is what we'll do. If this occurs, this is what we'll do. Just being um, clear and as simple as possible. You don't need any jargons in your document. It should be as simple. Anybody should be able to pick up your crisis communication plan and be able to understand it. Um, so simplicity is the most important thing. Another thing I would recommend is that because, let's say, your social media manager may change you may have different people coming in coming in on coming in on that team and leaving you should be able to also state that the word no comment should never be used um and i'm saying that specifically because i found that a lot of people do the no comments thing ah, i don't have any comments to make on this issue it is one of the worst strategies you can employ as a business owner never do no comments so make sure that you're hey it's because it's it's go on i mean i was wondering because you know people can be very funny so it could be a crisis that um is just a very whatever person that just there to to be dramatic Mm-hmm. and all of that and then you the, there's a popular idea that says silence is the best answer for a fool so it's just like mm-hmm. okay so i'm going to be quiet so i'm not just going to get into this conversation with you so no comments so why but, is that about well, you but, but you ask yourself is this actually a crisis is this likely going to be a crisis if it's not going to be a crisis if you're just someone playing the fool then you you don't need to say anything. Okay, so right? what 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 what? I'm, I'm sorry to cut you. So what 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 is now the definition of a crisis? When do you say this is a crisis? So this is just so it, the crisis is something that has the potential of affecting your reputation negatively. That that's what I will explain the crisis to be. So you have to wait. Can this thing affect our reputation? Can this thing affect our business? Can this affect sales? If it can, it has the chance of being a crisis. So in that case, even if the person is trying to be foolish, you have to still say something. Mm. And what you're saying, it's you're not. It, so it really depends on the scenario, right? Because there's no one size fits all for what you should say. But um, sometimes you simply have to say, "We've had the allegations leveled against us, um, and we want to categorically say that this is not true." Um, would um, advice that this person stops peddling such rumors end of story but don't stay quiet if you stay quiet that person that you think is foolish can tell your story and people might believe that person because if you stay silent it means well what that person is saying might be true how do we know if the person is not saying the truth so making sure that you speak up you don't have to address everything that happens but if you see that this thing has the potential of ruining your reputation you have to say up. something because you have to tell your story you don't want people to make assumptions about your brand you don't want people to rewrite your story and you don't want people to draw conclusions about you um another thing is that sometimes when you just stay silent it just it just looks like you're unprepared it mean it looks like you are incompetent you can't face the situation Mm. so as a business you have to be bold to say this is not true and and we do not accept that this person is saying this about this business or worst case scenario uh, we'll soon release a press release (laughs) exactly (laughs) 
and if and if there is something that is really serious like okay let's say this person is not playing the fool right and there's actually something serious happening um but this situation is is very critical you know that you can't just come and just talk because let's say maybe loss of life was involved or somebody got injured or somebody had food poisoning you know that you can't just come and say just anything right you also just cannot stay silent so you can just come and say we have gotten we you state the facts basically we have gotten um the reports that this 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 happened we are investigating the matter and we will let you know as we proceed with this investigation um within the next three days we should have moved some steps in our investigation and we will let you know end of story but you said something okay. you've said you're investigating but you're not staying silent because if you stay silent they'll say ha ah. <laughs> so yeah okay uh thank you very much um nene is it's like we should you know continue <laughs> you know the conversation that because it's just as, as if we are just starting but then t- time has really um, yeah. gone so um we are hoping that we could bring you again to i would be glad to come back oh that would be nice so that you can you know we can now start to talk about the media plan you know mm-hmm. and then all of that and i don't know if it's cool if um, the listeners want um, to have a sample copy of what a, a crisis document should be about a guide so um, is there a place they can check up or can they request for something yeah they can yeah, they can always just send me an email um nenebatsubo at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram. Um so I have two pages actually. My communications page is called the shift with G. Um so once I see a DM on there, I know it's communications related, or you can just reach out to me at nenebatsubo and yeah. Okay, okay. And I'll be glad to share with them. To, to share with them. Okay. Thank you um very much. So Guys, you heard Nene is um, is available to answer your questions. She's she's a professional, um, as we have seen <laughs> in the last few minutes. So if if um, I just want to mention a few things that I'll be going away with, I'll be taking from this conversation will be number one: never, ever, 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 ever allow people to tell your story. You must. You must take ownership of telling your story. Another point is that don't allow people to make assumptions, be transparent as possible. Another would be that prepare for crisis, the worst case scenario, and have a document that would um, that would serve as a guide when crisis uh, happens. I know that we have that for for hazard for fire you know fire every every proper building has a fire reaction plan that you know and, and they do fire drill i think even according to the states you have to do fire drill quarterly so that people know that when there's a fire this is what you do so how much more um a crisis plan for your business and if you need the obvious nene is, is available to you to point you to the right direction so thank you very much nene uh, it's good to have you here. Do you want to maybe one sentence you want to leave with people before we call it a day? Okay. Um, I just want to leave a quote that I like. It's from Brian Tracy, and it says that communication is a skill that you can learn. 
um, it's like riding a bicycle or typing. Um, if you're willing to work at it, you can rapidly improve the quality of every part of your life. So, um, with that quote, I would just say, I'm glad to be on here. Take complications seriously. You can learn it and it has the potential of improving every aspect of your life, including your business. Mm, interesting. Thank you very much, Nene. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. Uh, look out for another episode with Nene. Have a lovely, lovely time. <laughs>